0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to yet another episode of U.S. Blues. Uh, Trav can't be with us tonight. He is out chasing that paper. But uh, with us, we've got Mr. W.T. Earl. Howdy, howdy. And we got J.O.
1: Howdy, word up!
0: (laughs) It just gets better every
1: week. (laughs) week. I'm I'm just going to try something new every week until I go, (laughs) that's the one.
2: So, no, I, I kind of like
0: the new one every week, because then it's like, what's J.O. going to do this week? It's going to be good. It'll be like the Simpsons running couch gag. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
1: oh, my. god, oh, that's too much pressure. <laughs> Holy shit. They're on season 30 right now, by the they way. They are.
0: They're like episode 600 and something, right?
2: <laughs> Fuck, man. <laughs>
0: Unreal. Anyway, uh, welcome, everybody. It is uh, the week right before the election right before we move into an era of really boring-ass neoliberal means-tested solutions or the dawning of a new thousand-year Reich? What's it going to be, folks?
1: I'm calling year zero. This is where we start everything over. 2020 fucking ends and 2021 begins. Yes, it may be shitty. It may be rough. But there's going to be a new beginning, a new birth and we are birthing
2: Biden. <laughs> the 80-year-old man. <laughs> the
1: 80-year-old Benjamin Button. <laughs> Just
0: hopping out of the, uh, the dribbling out to the world, man.
1: Oh, I, all I, now all I picture, now, okay, Jim Carrey's been doing him on SNL. Yeah. Now all I picture is Jim Carrey as Biden coming out of that uh, <laughs> rhino's ass in the second Ace Ventura movie. <laughs>
0: God. Oh man. Yeah. Well, yeah, I know it's high noon on my sundial now. That's uh right.
1: <laughs> Chubbers. Chubbers Hang oh. on, let me go glean the tube.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, <laughs> oh, Kool-Aid. Let's see, uh What do we got, man? We got all sorts of headlines here uh, for the week. Uh, Locally, anyway, uh, you know, a couple of us coming out of Southern California. Anyway, it's uh, Santa Ana winds started blowing and uh, the hills caught fire this week.
1: Sorry, guys. That sucked. Uh, I saw that news. I saw that news and I was like, you guys are fucking hating life.
2: Well, I I don't understand. Like, literally, every time you hear on the weather, we got Santa Ana winds kicking up tomorrow. The, it, like every time it seems like there's a goddamn fire.
0: Yeah. And it, it, it had to have been human set. There's, there was no lightning or anything. And I don't think a power line went down or anything like that. So I'm sure it was probably either a flicked cigarette or somebody did it on purpose. <laughs> like as soon as the wind. And it was, it was like overnight. Okay. So. Middle of the night, I woke up at like two in the morning because I have, I've got one of those uh, metal air conditioner boxes on the window right behind me. And right outside of that is a, a queen palm, right? So the branches are kind of like they, when it gets windy, it blows around and starts scratching on that box. And it's really annoying. and it's loud enough, it wakes me up. So I woke up at two in the morning. I was like, ah, shit, it's windy out there, right? By the time I woke up in the morning, eight o'clock, I go to the window and already I can see a big black plume of smoke. Literally, just like hours overnight. I was like, well, fuck, that didn't take long. It wasn't even that hot either.
2: No, it was cold. It was chilly.
0: Yeah. So the good news is they got it out. <clears throat>
1: Were there any big gender reveals around that time?
0: Not that I'm aware of. Not in the middle of the night. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yes. Yeah,
1: so, hey, uh, those those Kardashians, man. They like to fucking do things like that.
0: So this is like outside of Irvine, Yorba Linda. So this is like Eastern Orange County. And okay. super dry. It's not forested. It's just like dry, dead grass hills. And so, for those yeah. of you who are listening that aren't kind of aware of how things work on the West Coast anyway, basically, at least in Southern California, it stops raining. There's two seasons here. There is no official winter, right? Like, our winter is like what most people would call fall. Um, so. Yeah. There, there are two seasons really. There's, uh, there's dry and there's less dry and maybe like earthquake <laughs> and mudslide. I don't know. That's that's like adjunct, but but it's less dry. So it stops raining in like April, right? And then it hasn't rained for probably at least six months, right, Earl? Uh, yeah, at least at least, right? So probably the last time we saw any measurable rainfall year was April. So that's just how it goes. And
1: no storms. Come you guys off. don't have any humidity. You don't have any humidity like they do on the other coast, like on Florida and stuff.
0: That's correct. Yeah, Florida is like yeah. you know, Florida. You can you know you can have like a a pint of sweat coming off your coin purse just walking to the mailbox outside. Yeah. August. That's
1: why they call it swamp ass.
0: It's swamp ass. Yeah, exactly. So swamp ass, right? Nothing yeah. like Florida. It's more humid than, say, uh, Medford, right? Like, Medford is, is much drier uh, than it is down yes. here. Yes. Um, just because, you know, you got the, the ocean, and if the ocean currents are warm or whatever, it gets a little bit humid. But uh, so what happens is there's been no rain for six months. The wind usually comes in off the Pacific Ocean. It keeps us nice and cool, right? Nice nice ocean breezes. What happens this time of year is that for some reason, the wind changes direction. And so it comes off the desert. So it's coming from like Phoenix, Vegas. It's that hot, dry desert wind that just blasts through the canyons. And you'll get wind gusts like 50, 60, 80 miles an hour that just blasts through tender, dry canyons. And so if somebody flicks one cigarette, it just, it goes up like nothing. Right. And so in this case, 90,000 people had to be evacuated out of Irvine. Uh, Thankfully, no homes there. Uh, So no fatality. Uh, Two firefighters are severely injured. But um, but, yeah, 90,000 people had to evacuate. They're all back. No houses burned there. I think about seven houses burned in Yorba Linda, uh, a separate fire that was not too far away. But but, you know, and you you feel for those people. But thankfully, it wasn't worse. And uh, it sounds like uh, they've got it mopped up pretty well now.
1: I just don't understand how the like. I've never done any research or read about the Santa Ana winds. Like, I don't know how they function. And you gave me a good wiki breakdown tonight on the show, which was good. But it's crazy that they just. It's like you know, yep, nope, time of the year, at Santa Ana's here they come. Every October,
0: yeah, you know this it's fucking, coming.
1: This fucking earth we live on is amazing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> i'm not a meteorologist i don't know exactly why it's just like it has something to do with like when high pressure systems move or whatever like as it gets cold over the rest of the country it wind shifts direction fuck i don't know i'm not a scientist you know who else is not a scientist donald fucking trump and donald trump believes <laughs> that donald trump Greatest believes ever. yeah see i've been working on these uh donald trump believes <laughs> that all we need to do is rake our forests a little bit better and i just would like to tell him to go fuck all the way off This is not in a forest. This is dry, dead-ass grassland. There is nothing that can be done about this. It's the same exact thing that happened in Medford a couple of uh, months ago. Uh, Obviously, much, much worse up there. But uh, the same type of thing. You're not talking forest land. You are talking tinderbox dry land that has not seen rain. So, for those of us... you know, those of our listeners that are listening on the East Coast where it's humid, where you get storms that come in from time to time during the summer, just appreciate the fact that out West, whether it be California or Oregon, even Oregon, a place where it's known for its rain, it doesn't rain during the summer.
1: Nope. No. I wish we were more like Washington. I wish we got as much rain as Washington sometimes.
0: Even there, it doesn't really rain that much during the summer. Even in Seattle, Seattle's known yeah. for its rain, but you get a good solid three months yeah. of no rain there. So. Um, not, as,
1: not as much anymore. That's true.
0: Yeah. So, uh, so for anyway, for those that don't live on the West coast, uh, that, that don't necessarily understand the climate here, just know that it has nothing to do with raking the forest and it has everything to do with the fact that you don't get rain for three, four, six months. And next thing you know, you've got, you know, tinder dry. It doesn't even have to be a forest. It could be a grassland and frequently it is, especially down here. So.
1: Yep. I picture, I picture silent Bob. Was it Silent Bob? Is that the name of the character from The Simpsons?
0: No, uh, sideshow, sideshow Bob. Sideshow Bob. Silent Sorry. Bob would have
1: been close. Remember when, that's right, yeah. Sideshow Bob, when he was in the, there's a, there's a thing where he's like trying to kill Bart or whatever, but he's in the forest and there's all those rakes around him. He, no matter what direction he walks, he hits a rake and it sits him in the face. I just picture Donald Trump like that because all he talks about is raking forests. It's like, dude, you don't even know how to use a fucking rake.
0: That bitch has never done a minute of manual labor in his life. I know, right?
1: He goes out and yells at his son. Are you done mowing the lawn <laughs> at the fucking uh, White House?
2: Do you mean like the illegal immigrant that he hired to mow his lawn?
1: Well, no, it, uh, there's the one. Like, there's that one image of him yelling at his son at the White House, and it's like, you're an idiot. You're you're just a fucking moron. You don't you don't understand how a lawnmower works. You don't understand how a rake works.
0: My favorite Donald Trump, like you know, <laughs> Donald Trump American father story is supposedly uh, one time. <laughs> Hashtag supposedly, allegedly, uh, he was taking Don Junior to a Yankees game, and he showed up to pick up Don Junior, and Don Junior's there with his like Yankees jersey and his Yankees cap on. And Donald Trump was so pissed off that he was not wearing a suit and tie that it was like beneath him that he was not wearing this, that he actually was like slapping Don Jr. upside the head because he wasn't wearing a suit. <laughs> told him to go no put on fucking a suit. Way. Or else we're not going to the game. <laughs> Are you serious? Supposedly, yeah. I, I you know. Oh my god, he's there, the but.
1: he's the he is the worst.
0: It does kind oh. of actually make you feel somewhat, somewhat sorry for those shithead kids of him that of his that he they had to grow up with him as a father anyway. So only
1: Trump I feel sorry for is Tiffany.
0: True or Baron free Baron
1: Yeah, we don't know. I don't know much about Baron so I just like I don't give a shit.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you know. True. Okay.
1: He's like Buster. He's like Buster Bluth. You don't really know much about him, so you're like fuck him.
0: <laughs> you know, like oh, job sucks. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, yeah. <laughs> um, other bit of uh, California local news. Anyway, the uh, the Dodgers this week won their first World Series since 1988. Which good for them. That's uh, <laughs> I, don't, <laughs> you know, wah, wah. I don't. I don't care.
1: Know.
0: Earl and I are both Angels fans, so whatever. But uh, but I do have. That's you know, why I figured. Conference. I do have a lot of friends that, that are Dodger fans and uh, good for them. I'm glad they're happy. It's been a long time. Um, so.
1: Hey little... Earl, is, is, is Robo going to, is Rob going to join us tonight because we all we, all I'm seeing on the uh, zoom meeting is Turner, Justin Turner. <laughs> and, and he's not wearing a mask. He's not wearing a mask.
0: That's the real reason why I brought that up because uh, yeah. So the Dodgers won world series uh, game six to, to clinch it. Justin Turner, for uh, those who weren't watching, had to be pulled from the game midway through because his COVID test came back positive. So he was pulled from the game. Uh, but yet, once During the game, won, there he was out on the field afterwards celebrating, hugging, high-fiving, all that stuff. Not even
1: with a good mask. Like, not I'm sorry, I work in the, the medical industry. The The mask that he is wearing is not even a procedure mask. That is not going to protect anyone that has COVID. I'm sorry. No. Like no. he, it was like, he could have walked out with a paper towel on his face and you'd be like, ah, eh, he's more protected.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. You could have had a piece of cheesecloth or whatever over his face. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, bounty. you know, it's gotta be tough to try and tell somebody that, Hey, you know, this game you've been playing your entire life since you were a little boy. You just won the championship at the absolute highest level, and now you can't celebrate because you have this disease that you're asymptomatic. You can't even feel, right? But at the same time, put a fucking mask on, Turner. Jesus Christ. Yep. And not only yeah. that, but he was photographed sitting right next to Dodgers manager Dave Roberts, who is a cancer survivor. Both of them with no masks yeah. on. Completely fucking irresponsible. Figure it.
1: I mean, as a Boston Red Sox fan, I'm fine for the next, like, 15 years because we won, like, three of them. I'm cool. Yeah. I'm good with that. Rebuild a little. I just want my Blazers to get a title.
0: Hey, what do the Yankees have in common with Jimi Hendrix and Kurt Cobain? They're all dead at 27. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, is that too soon?
1: No, it's never too soon. <laughs>
0: anyway, moving awesome. on. Uh, there was a uh, there was a debate last week. Uh, who cares? I didn't fucking watch. Did you?
1: Nope. I, I, okay, I'm going to tell you guys this story, and it's great. So, I had my in-laws here, and they were visiting. They were staying at a hotel, but they were over during the day and during the evenings for dinner and stuff. And... We're kind of 50-50. Like, I don't know where they really lie. I'm not really going to ask them. Um, but I, I, I think they may have voted for him the first time. I don't know. Don't really... I don't really care. I still love them, But I don't want to know because I don't want it to change my perspective of them. Anyways, the debate starts. And... I think my mother-in-law actually said before I came in the room, she's like, we should turn this off because it's not going to end well. (laughs) Everyone's like, no, it's fine. I sit down and it's like 30 seconds. And Trump just, of course, says, you know, he just does his normal Trump stuff. Just millions and millions and billions of fake news. And I'm like, I stood up and I go, I cannot listen to this asshat fucking talk anymore. And walked out of the room and they're like, we should go home. (laughs) And I felt so bad I had to apologize the next morning. I'm like, I love you guys. I'm so sorry. I just, I can't stand that guy on TV. I fucking hate him so much. I'm sorry. I love you guys. And I didn't mean to have to make it uncomfortable for you to leave. And they were like, no problem. It's fine. Let's go play with the kids in the park. But it was just like... We tried so hard not to like talk politics and then Trump opens his mouth and you're like fucking shit you ruined it Trump. He's just good at that.
0: Trump ruins everything.
1: He does. Uh, okay, let's let's talk about things he hasn't ruined. Oh, what has he not ruined?
0: Moving on, another Smart. news uh speaking of things that trump hasn't ruined or has ruined fuck, i don't even know anymore according to the office, white house office of science and technology trump says that the pandemic is now over yes yeah mission
1: accomplished
0: <laughs> he says it's over just like the fucking bicycle rights guy on portlandia
2: <laughs> that's uh that's <laughs> i don't know how how did he do it man huh
0: <sighs> You know what, this, ride actually, ride this brought up some other questions for me. I want to know, what the fuck does the White House Office of Science and Technology and the Trump administration even do? Are they, like, exploring pioneering mm. uses of leeches to treat breast cancer? New frontiers yeah. in the field of phrenology?
2: They've dropped all of that and are investigating how to inject bleach.
0: Ooh, hydroxychloroquine enemas.
1: Uh, I've also heard hydroxychloroquine is good for the skin.
0: Mm, nice. I'll have to keep that. In mash
1: mind. it up. Mash it up into a paste. Goes right into the pores. Great. Uh, they are also taking the tears of um, Mexican immigrants and using it to drink and stay young.
0: Oh, okay. Well, you know, once that find- once that adrenochrome runs out, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um. you
1: gotta you gotta get the you gotta get the tears of young children, man. There you go. It's the only way to stay alive and stay young and stay orange.
0: Uh Anyway, yeah. So uh, Trump says pandemic is now over. And uh, my favorite part of it was he citing Ivanka as a source.
1: (laughs) Yes, that's right. She was like scientist Ivanka Trump.
0: I'm just picturing like like her dressing up in like the um, like for Halloween like the sexy scientist costume or whatever like that's uh you know, putting that on and saying I know my daddy did a great job please reelect daddy or else he gets handsy.
2: <laughs> didn't didn't they uh try and like backpedal on that a little bit after they released it saying something i i I feel as though the the White House commented on that after the fact, and they're like well the, it was just worded impro- uh, it was worded weird or they said something to that effect. They didn't mean the pandemic was over. They were just listing his uh how did they put it like like the, the his efforts to to help combat the coronavirus that's what they were trying to comment on. Mm. Not the fact that oh he single-handedly yeah. awesome. That's ended awesome. the coronavirus.
0: That is pretty oh much the God. way that they do it. Is that you know Trump? Trump didn't say that, and if he did say that, you misunderstood it. And if if he did actually say it and you misunderstood it, then actually somebody else did something that was worse. So you should pay attention to that instead.
1: This is the other scoop I saw for this week. Was Jared Kushner has been talking up the idea of starting a Trump. Themed news outlet of some sort media company. Yes. Possibly as soon as the election is over. According to five Republicans familiar with the discussions.
0: Yes. Trump
1: TV. No fucking way. You guys. So I'm not, I'm not joking. I just looked up Trump dot TV as a web domain. It is owned by drumroll please. The Lincoln Project.
0: Fuck yes. You know what? Look, I may not. This is actually.
1: Yeah, keep going. Keep going. I know what you're saying. Keep
0: going. The politics of a lot of the Lincoln Project guys. And I think that a lot of them are trying to launder their own legacies and being cheerleaders for the Iraq war but I got to hand it to those motherfuckers. Mm-hmm. They put out some damn good ads and they are 100% brilliant at trolling this president. So, uh, you know, I got mixed no yeah. feelings on Lincoln Project, but for what they're doing, it's fucking brilliant.
1: <laughs> I, I, I just love that they have this here. And I'm like, I want to see who owns Trump.tv. Oh shit, it's already owned. That Trump is would have to pay hilarious. through the fucking nose to buy this domain.
0: Wow. That oh, sounds like the type of shit so that Trump good. I love it that they're beating him at his own. Yeah, game. right! Fucking brilliant. Like,
1: what do that? What do they call that? Parking, parking a domain, or just sitting on a domain? Like, uh, well, there's some term for it, or, is or a term. Like, I can't like, remember. you it, know, like, something's gonna blow up, so yeah. you just kind of sit on it, wait for the person to have their project blow up, and then they have to come back to you and buy it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah,
1: he seems like he would do that.
0: That does seem like a very. Yeah, true.
1: That was pretty fun. I I, I do think that Trump or the domain or, you know, media company, I definitely think it is something that will happen. Oh, absolutely. Because he has to stay, he has to stay relevant. As a loser, he has to stay relevant. And he's also going to need to keep, basically he's going to be fighting for all the Fox News and the OAN viewers. And he's going to take them away and get his own little fucking Tea Party, Trump Tea Party over here. Mm-hmm. And then I, I'm kind of okay with it because then that splinters the Republican Party.
0: I honestly, I have thought all along that this was Trump's ultimate plan in 2016. I believe that Trump was. I think it, was. I I think it was. was. Okay, picture this, okay? He wasn't really much of a builder anymore. By 2016, the only thing he was really doing was licensing his name to put on buildings. That's really all he was doing. The Apprentice had pretty much run its course on NBC, but he'd gotten a taste of that media mogul type thing. And I think that was where he saw his next profit stream coming from was in the world of media. And I believe that his run for president was all kind of an elaborate marketing scheme to get people interested in the Trump TV network that was going to be launched as a result as as he pulled out of the race but lo and behold he fucking won and even he didn't think he was gonna win he didn't even have a victory nope. land when he won on november 8th in 2016 so i believe look at his while,
1: face that night
0: he did not know he was gonna win he did not and i don't even think he wanted to i i, I think in, in the abstract he probably did want to win because, I mean, everybody wants to win, but at the same time, I don't think he expected to win. And I think that the whole thing was an elaborate marketing scheme for a future Trump television network. And then he was surprised as anybody else when he actually fucking won.
2: I think that's a damn fine theory, man.
0: So, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked at all if that is what happens as a result of this. And if there is um, some sort of splintering that that may happen as a result of this election. But a lot of that depends on Mm -hmm. what actually winds up happening.
2: That could heed some of yeah. the uh, absolute nonsense as far as uh, running a campaign has gone. I mean, during his first run and especially as of late, some of the stuff you're just like, why would you say or do that if you're trying to be reelected? Right. But that would yeah. have a lot of explanation behind it, you know?
0: I think there is some delusion too. I think that he honestly believes that he is a lot more actually beloved by a lot more people than he actually is. So I think that he thinks that people love him for who he is. But the, the truth of the matter is there, there is a large group that does and they love him for who he is, but they are far from a majority. There are a lot more people I think that will tolerate his shenanigans because they might be getting something that they think they want, or at least because they think that Joe Biden is some kind of socialist, which imagine how fucking, imagine how deluded you have to be to think that Joe Biden centrist ass. Joe Biden is a fucking socialist. God, we should be so lucky.
1: I know. Right. Like it, it, it's just, it's, 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 it's fake, fake news. Fuck. I cannot wait for that term to go away. Talks yeah.
2: So much, dude. If Trump buys a, a media so- uh, outlet, a news agency, that's like what they're gonna call it, man. This is
0: FNN, Fake News Network.
1: <laughs> I'm actually looking up to see how much it costs to buy the trademark for fake news. Fake news. You guys want to go in with me?
0: Oh uh, yeah. What's the trademark on that?
1: I don't know. It sent me straight to a company called Legal Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Tubin was always talking about them on CNN.
0: (laughs) Apparently getting very excited about it too. Um, Another big piece of news we have not even brought up yet is the fact that this week we saw uh, it's news because it is kind of paradigm shifting, but it's not news in the sense uh, Amy Coney Barrett was confirmed this week, which, uh, you know, fuck. Like it was always going to happen. Right.
1: There was a piece of me that thought it might not. Mm.
0: Yeah, that would depend on too many people in the Republican Party having to say no. There was going to be four senators. We're going to have to say no. Correct. And here's the thing, they're Correct. willing to maybe do that for like a health care bill or something like that, but they're not going to do it on the issues that they really give a shit about, like the, the pro-life stuff. And like, that was never going to happen. Like Mitt Romney may buck the party and vote for impeachment, but he's not going to do it for uh, not confirming a pro-life nominee. That, that was never going to happen.
1: Correct. Correct. Correct.
0: I've mostly stayed out of the conversation over the Amy Coney Barrett confirmation, mostly because it's always been a foregone conclusion. Constitutionally, the idea that somehow it's beyond the pale to appoint a justice right before an election is fucking nonsense. Just like it was fucking nonsense when McConnell and his merry band of wanksters in the GOP Senate pre- pretended to be standing up for some non existent principle when they abdicated their responsibility to consider Merrick Garland in 2016. The result, and now what we have, has been nothing short of a de facto judicial coup at the highest level. It sets up a situation where you now have a majority of Supreme Court justices that have been appointed by presidents who lost the popular vote, confirmed by a Senate majority that represents a minority of Americans, over the will of the winner. And before anybody out there wants to lecture me about how the Electoral College and the Senate work, fuck off, all right? I know how it works. That's what my degree is in. I used to teach American history. I used to teach government. I know damn well how the Constitution works, which is why I can tell you that this bullshit is not a bug in the system. It is the fucking system. Most Americans uncritically accept the notion that our Constitution is some sort of political miracle, as though it was somehow transferred to Thomas Jefferson on stone tablets by the Almighty himself. It's not. It's a badly flawed document that represents the barest compromise that could get just enough men, no women, of course, to sign on. This meant concessions were made, the unintended consequences of which have grown in magnitude over the centuries. No one in that stuffy-ass room in Philadelphia in 1787 could have ever imagined that someday the populations of seven Midwestern states, Idaho, Montana, Wyoming, Nebraska, Kansas, North Dakota, South Dakota, do we really need two fucking Dakotas? The population of those seven states and their 14 senators that they get, they collectively represent about nine and a half million people, which is less than the 10 million people that call Los Angeles County home. And the people of Los Angeles County with their population of 10 million, they get to share two senators with the rest, the other 28 million people that live in California. And that barely counts because one of them is fucking Dianne Feinstein. If the founding fathers, had the opportunity to actually think about that maybe they might have voted a different way on that compromise of course it's a fool's errand to try and think about what somebody who died 200 years ago might have thought about something although we just confirmed a nominee whose purported judicial philosophy purports to do just that as though the pinnacle of human understanding and knowledge was reached in the 18th century by a group of wealthy ass planners who failed to see the inherent contradiction between the lofty ideal that all men are created equal and the inconvenient truth that half of them literally fucking owned other human beings if that alone doesn't blast a musketball sized hole in the theory of originalism for you then trying to wrap your head around james madison's musing on net neutrality ought to fucking do it the dirty truth the dirty truth, ladies and gentlemen, is that the Constitution is not as democratic as you've been led to believe. And while there have been advances since 1787, those gains are contingent on the whims of nine completely unaccountable elites in robes. Some of them have been sympathetic to the extension and maintenance of increased rights, liberties, and self-determination for the people. But there has always been a backlash to this among traditionalists, reactionaries, elites, and the puppetitions that do their bidding. That favors concentration of wealth in the hands of a few over an economy that disperses its largesse more equitably, that favors the interests of business owners over the interests of workers, that favors the unfettered ability to poison the planet to the detriment of future generations, and that demands the reimposition of a de facto social caste system of white over black, man over woman, straight over gay, of Christian over non-believer. Enter Amy Coney Barrett. She's not there because she's the best or the brightest, or the most qualified. No. She's there because she's been groomed for this by the Federalist Society since her days in law school. She's there to repeal any measure of social progress made in the last century, to protect the interests of the powerful over those of the majority, to prevent the blossoming of a more just, equitable society in the service of reinforcing traditional hierarchies. And she'll be cheered on in her mission by members of the working classes with the most to lose because they believe that their standing in the social caste system will leave them unscathed. They're dead fucking wrong. Barrett's merely a symptom. The disease is rooted deep in our institutions. The Electoral College, the filibuster, the Supreme Court that she's now a member of. Fuck the whole damn Senate. All of these need to be fundamentally rebuilt and reformed from the ground up. Although. In the unlikely event that a new generation of leaders actually had the fucking balls to offer up real reform like this, I'm sure that Amy Coney Barrett will be right there writing for the majority to shoot it all down. Because after all, that's what she's fucking there for. Who needs a drink? You know what? If Biden wins, and I still think that's a huge if, and if the Democrats retake the Senate, which is an even bigger if, um... Yeah, there needs to be some serious fundamental reform. Pack the fucking court. Maybe creating new circuit courts or uh, new district courts, uh, you know, appellate courts, whatever you need to do. Like, it needs to be completely reformed. The filibuster needs to go the fuck away. It's gone. Um, Add seats. Add seats. Yeah, you know what? How about statehood for Puerto Rico? Statehood for D.C. Statehood for Guam. Fuck it. You know what? Yep. Bring them all in. Each of them gets two senators. Split California in three if you need to. It's cool.
1: Ooh, really?
0: Why the hell not? Wouldn't it be better to have six senators rather than two?
1: Yeah, but then Texas is going to want to do the same thing.
0: Yeah, I suppose that's a fair point.
1: I, I'm just I, devil's advocate. Sorry, I'm just playing devil's advocate. Even though I I think California has more people than Texas, doesn't it?
0: It does, yeah. Um, okay. Actually, by, still by a, a – I'm going to look up the population's of- No, California is about thirty-eight million. Texas is—it's still less than thirty million, but Texas is growing faster than California. So who knows? Eventually, it may change.
1: Uh uh, oh! Wow. No, California is thirty-nine million. Texas Mm -hmm. is only twenty-eight.
0: Yeah, Uh, California is effectively zero net growth though at this point, and Texas is still growing pretty fast. So, so who knows? Maybe a few decades down the road, Texas may be bigger. Who knows? But. Speaking of Texas, though, hey, shit. I mean, Texas is. Uh, that's my hot.
1: That's my hot take.
0: It's coming along. What do we think? Is is? I'm calling call it,
1: dude. I'm calling it. I think Texas is going to go blue.
2: Looking better and better. I just read something it, the other day saying that they already have more um, ballots submitted than they did in 2016, and there's still how many days?
1: The we thought 2018 with Beto was a lot.
2: I'm telling you now,
1: I think it's I think it's texas's time
2: to turn. But I think I think that the more votes that are cast in Texas, the better chance that the Democrat Joe Biden or anybody else has. Just for it's that, back, simple, it goes back to the yeah. lot of Hispanics and a lot of Democratic people that don't normally give a shit or don't vote at all uh it's gonna just go red anyway who cares like why vote a lot of those fuck are all coming out to vote this year
1: it's like that old saying like dem or uh, republicans win when democrats don't vote
0: for sure It's
1: it's just it's true democrats don't win because people don't fucking come out to vote
0: it's true yeah Um, And Texas, Texas actually has a lot in common with California. I know they hate hearing this, but Texas actually does have a, it has a very large Latino population. It has some massive population centers, a lot of suburban voters. Um, It has a lot in common with California. Um, One of the other things it has in in common with California, extremely low voter turnout. Historically, Uh, California is a low voter turnout state, Texas low voter turnout state. And let's give a hat tip for a second to Beto O'Rourke. Um, you know, obviously his presidential run didn't go a whole lot of places, but his Senate run in 28. <laughs> yeah. Didn't he skateboard in the parking lot or whatever, which by the way, Hey, you know what? Yep, It does not threaten me at all. I'm from SoCal. So I have to say that in and out is the shit, right? But it does not threaten me to say that Whataburger is a fucking good burger.
1: I've never had it. I, I've wanted to try it, but I've, I've heard it's good.
0: It is. It's it's really good. I, I yeah, I love me some Whataburger, but um, let's okay. give it up for Beto O'Rourke. He registered a lot of young people, a lot of Latino voters. There are a lot of people that he brought into the process in 2018. And even if he did not get over the top of that mountain, which would have been nice because fuck Ted Cruz. But even if he didn't get over the top of that mountain, some of what you're seeing in Texas right now is being made possible on the backs of Beto O'Rourke's
1: 2018 run. I, I, I kind of wanted to go off on this and I'm not saying, I'm not saying Florida is going to go blue. There is a possibility. And the reason I think so is because there is the 150,000 votes and um, voting ability they gave back to a lot of those uh, felons that did receive their ability to vote back. Now, all, are all of them going to vote? I don't think so. I don't know. Because they, the Republicans passed something in their House Senate to where you had to pay all your fines, which equals poll tax, a voter tax. You had to pay all your fines before you could get the right to vote back. Court fines. The other one I think a lot of people are forgetting about is, and I'm just going to say one name, and you're probably going to know exactly who it is when I say the name. David Hogue.
0: Mm, Okay. you remember that uh, kid? One of the Parkland kids, right? Exactly. Yeah.
1: They, They were not old enough to vote in 2018. Okay. They are old enough now. And those kids, I think, have galvanized a lot of young voters in Florida. Are they going to go red? Are they going to go blue? I don't know. But they have galvanized young kids to get out there. And this will be that election that we actually get to see them. What did they do? How well did they galvanize those kids that were affected by that shooting? And what happened in Florida?
0: Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a big deal, and I mean, we've forgotten about it. It'll be a good thing to see if if the the youth vote actually does turn out, because uh, that I think is the one thing that terrifies boomers more than anything else. Boomers love to talk shit on millennials only because they have that, what they mean. They 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 want to say teenagers, but they say millennial. They don't even realize that most you know the older millennials are almost fucking forty by now. Um, they're like buying right? buying houses and balding, and you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they think they're yeah. talking about kids. It's Gen Z that the Boomers are actually terrified of because they think they're all nothing but a bunch of Billy Eilish clones, like dead-eyed psychopaths that are going to fucking turn America socialist and do the floss dance over its smoldering husk.
1: I can't do the floss dance, by the way.
0: <laughs> you don't want to, anyway. <laughs> I,
1: I'm not. I, I, I. No, I tried really hard one night to learn. I couldn't do it. I just not coordinated enough. <laughs> I, I looked. I looked so bad trying to do it
2: did you have three shots before you tried
1: no <laughs> no I did it <laughs> I probably would have had a better time
0: <laughs> uh, let's uh yeah. let's bring it on let's yeah. uh, bring on our gen Z overlords
1: yeah well you guys you guys are all what Gen X like me
0: I am yeah so, generation yeah so were you born 78 79 78 78 i'm 79 uh so's earl uh yeah So for those of us that were you know born late 70s anyway like to me anyway i consider myself gen x but i think i speak reasonably fluent millennial i guess you know like
1: oh yeah yeah like millennials are like are, are, uh, it's like a second language to us yeah like we are gen x like gen x is our normal language we speak on a day-to-day basis but we know how to communicate with the millennials
0: Right. So like we played Nintendo and Sega, but we're old enough to remember Atari. That's Fuck the yes. dividing line. Or or look at it this way. Yeah. You were too young to have gone to Woodstock, but just barely old enough to maybe have gone to a Grateful Dead show before Jerry died.
1: Oh, definitely. That, that's definitely. Gen X.
0: That's the you know, the cutoff. Yeah. There. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. We didn't really we didn't really have I mean, can, can we really count Woodstock ninety-four?
0: Well, at least that one, they didn't set everything on fire. <laughs>
1: that's, that's true, by the way. It's not yeah, 99. Right. Yeah, that, w- that was the year of like. That's
0: why you uh, that don't invite fucking Fred Durst anywhere. Another headline from the week. Did you guys hear about uh, Trump? Uh, so he's been holding these super spreader rallies all across the country. So he had one in Nebraska, which I have to imagine. Okay, it was 80 degrees here in California and beautiful today. But I got to imagine it's pretty fucking cold in Nebraska by this time, right? It fall, like I can see you right now. You're sitting in your garage. You got a sweatshirt on, right? Like I'm chilling in the uninsulated patio room and I am fucking comfortable right now. That might be the whiskey talking though. Anyway. It's it's
1: 55 on my, in my uh, town right now. It's a little chilly outside.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. So. I, I gotta imagine Nebraska's pretty fucking cold. Well, anyway, Trump had a rally uh, this week and apparently forgot to like send the buses to pick people up to take them back to their cars. Did you guys hear about this? I did, yeah. Oh, Jeez. God. Apparently like- left people out in the freezing ass cold for hours. Like something like 30 of the rally attendees had to be taken to the hospital with hypothermia. While waiting for a bus to pick them <laughs> oh up from the rally, <laughs>
2: "Make America
0: Great," giving America frostbite again.
2: Maybe, maybe, the, maybe Trump's theory or you know slogan making America Great" involves killing off half of America, and COVID That's isn't a possibility. Different. So he, he's coming up with new and creative ways of further killing people off.
0: That's true.
1: But he's killing off his voters.
0: It's kind of fitting though, because aren't they all big supporters of Pinochet helicopter rides? And now they've got Trump bus tours.
1: <laughs> did you see that he flew in on a helicopter and like hovered over the crowd while it was raining and was like waving out the window to them? Did you see the, the video of that one uh, out rally where he did that? I don't think I he was didn't... throwing anything out of them. Uh, but was, like, I'll, I'll have to see if I can find the video. He just had Air Force One, like, or not Air Force One? What is it? Um, oh, what sorry. do they call that? The helicopter, uh, Marine One. Thank you. Um, he had Marine One, like, hovering at like a hundred feet over this rally while people waved, and I'm like, "Are you fucking like? I, what if the engine just breaks and shuts? And like, you fucking full on send a helicopter parading into these people and you kill 200 people by just lopping their heads off.
0: <laughs> it's very Trumpy. I mean, Are you saying that like it's a bad thing? Yeah. Or? Oh, okay. Well,
1: I, I, no I don't know. That's the thing. I, if I'm Trump, I don't know if it's good or bad. I'm losing votes, but fuck, I'm killing some people. Think, of
2: the media. Think about the media coverage. That's good. in Trump's mind. Oh
1: yeah. Yeah.
0: Well guys, let's talk polls. Talk I'm politics? scared, man. Oh, I know. it, it is. Jeffrey
1: Tubin, oh, get in the room.
0: <laughs> Somebody called the tube. <laughs> this one, actually, this should make you feel a little okay. So The Economist, which, you know, by no means left wing whatsoever. The Economist today updated their odds. They are now giving Joe Biden, and this is not, you know, any big shocker here, they're giving Joe Biden a greater than 99% chance of winning the national popular vote, right? Which we all know that doesn't matter, but they're, they're saying there basically is no path for Trump to win a majority in this election. Now, okay. if you want to talk electoral college, The Economist... And remember, like I said, this is a relatively sober analysis. These are, you know, people that are interested in business. Basically, these are nerds. Um, They are giving Biden a 97% chance of winning the Electoral College. That's wow. That's pretty 97? Solid. And This is not a left wing publication by any any means they're giving. Yeah. Trump, they say, have a three, no. has a three percent chance of winning in the Electoral College. They are forecasting Biden will win three hundred and fifty two electoral votes to Trump's one eighty six.
2: Wow. I mean, yeah, Trump's losing more like his his roads are narrowing. Every single day. Like, he's not gaining any ground. If anything, he's losing ground. Yeah. But what scares me the most is, you know, that him and all his little asshole friends and lawyers have, they have some something up their sleeve, man. Yeah. I I just don't know exactly what they're going to do. And that's right. what I am the most anxious about. I read all these yeah. polls, I read all these articles that Biden's ahead here, Biden's ahead there. You know, just like polls, like just like you read, just now. And yeah, that's great. But you know that, that they have something up their sleeve as far as some sort of legal standard or something. Like, they've got something. Why was Trump so adamant about getting the Supreme Court nominee? And he constantly said it. He always says the wrong thing out loud. We need that in for the election. We need that in for the election. He kept saying it. Yeah.
1: And I think I think a lot of people took it as he needs that as look I put someone who is Republican and is against abortion on the Supreme Court, so now vote for me. But how do we know he didn't mean I put that there so if it goes to the Supreme Court like it did in 20 or 2000 I'm going to I'm going to have my court packed in my favor
0: uh-huh. yeah and look i mean we're all old enough to remember 2000 2000 was a clusterfuck but it all came down to one Jesus. state and that's when shit can no go it wrong. all came
1: down to one fucking county Pretty one much. county
0: yeah and that, that was mean, the four. butterfly ballot and all the you know shit that went along with that the fucking and I
1: watched I told you guys about this. I watched some documentary that was on HBO this week about five thirty it's called five hundred thirty seven votes, and my God, I learned a lot more than I learned back in the day like back in the day, I thought, okay, so it must have been ballots where chads were still attached because they they have a prong at the top, a prong at the bottom and a, and a little connector at the side, and it must have only knocked out three of them and it was still hanging can you count that there were votes like that Mm -hmm. but then there were also the ones that they called the pregnant chads that i had never heard of and this is the this is the one thing that fucking blew my mind is all the counties where a lot of the pregnant chads were were the counties with the lowest income And the oldest voting machines and the voting machines that when a Chad comes out, it fills up a chamber. And when you go to vote again, it could be so much in there that when you try to vote, it won't press the Chad out and it becomes pregnant. But it still doesn't count as a vote. That blew my mind. I did not know that part about the 2000 election. And it makes me just go, okay, why isn't everything digital? Well, fuck it. Someone's going to figure
2: out how to hack that shit right well the same thing could be that's one of the worries about the whole mail-in ballot in my mind i understand all the bullshit trump's trying to spread about like not being legitimate but in a lot of the states like i i, I don't know about you guys but like my my signature isn't exactly the same every single time i sign my name sometimes it's like a scribble Sometimes you know like whatever but a lot of places they won't count your ballot as as being valid if the signature on the envelope doesn't match. You know, I don't think they have like handwriting experts in examining it, but if it's like not really close enough, they could discard your, your vote.
0: Yeah. yeah.
2: And you know, that freaks me out just for the fact that, you know, in, in things that I'm reading, a lot of the not majority I think a, a majority of the mail in ballots are being cast by predominantly democratic people yeah, so in yeah. theory we could lose hundreds of thousands of votes that won't be valid I
1: think I think if that happens that's one of those things where you can just call foul and just be like, yeah, what the fuck no way we have this many like we are seeing massive voter turnout early voter turnout and Who are the people that are most, like, galvanized right now to get out and vote? Fucking Democrats. You lose a lot of those votes, there's an easy way to cry foul on that. They can't lose that shit. Like, I just checked. My vote made it to the state of Oregon. Yep.
0: That that's that's worth pointing out too is that if you live in a state where you are voting absentee which Oregon is all absentee which uh they're they thankfully have But no a,
1: it's not but you can't even call it absentee
0: Right Like we
1: but, but voted that's effectively what it is to turn it into fucking male voting
0: Yeah yeah which uh
1: California've been doing yeah. it for 20 years
0: Yeah it's been this way I believe since 1998 in Oregon um it's not the only yeah. one I believe it's Oregon, Washington, Utah. I want to say Hawaii and maybe Colorado, I believe, are the all-male states. California is effectively doing that this year where they mailed a ballot to all voters, but they're also still having in-person voting for the people that don't like that. So there are a lot of people that got conscripted that are government workers that had to go work in polls because some people refused just to mail in the fucking ballot that they were given it's, it's insanity to me. Like to me, I voted last week. I filled it out. I went to one of the official drop boxes, not one of the bullshit ones that the California Republican party put out and pretended. (laughs) I verified it online. uh, But there's a barcode on it. And so I, you know, I get text updates. I just got it today that the California, you know, the orange County registrar has got my vote. So I, I know that it's, it's there anyway. So it's not that hard, not that hard.
1: I, I like. I just don't understand with states like Oregon, Washington, California, like you were talking about, that have been doing it for so long, and the amount of voter fraud is so minuscule. You're right? Why the fuck are we not doing it all this way? One hundred percent. I just don't get it. I don't get it.
2: Watch Watch Fox News for a few days, and you'll understand. Yeah. uh oh, no, yeah. no!
1: No, that I get. I fully get. Yeah. Oh, what was it? I think it was Huckabee. Let me see if I can find it. I he that that dumbass motherfucker uh, tweeted something this week that was super funny. Oh wait! Way to go! Good job, Huckabee, Governor Mike Huckabee. By the way, is he still a governor? No, I don't think so. No. Yeah, no. he should take that off his fucking Twitter handle.
0: He should. No, he's. I don't think he Fox should have that. Fox News personality at this point in time.
1: Yeah. So here's his tweet. Uh, Stood in rain for an hour early to vote today. When I got home, I filled in my stack of mail-in ballots and then voted the ballots of my deceased parents and grandparents. They vote just like me. Hashtag Trump 2020. Isn't that fucking illegal? Why aren't we going to his house and arresting his ass?
0: Seriously. What a fucking douchebag. Um, he's a fuck.
1: And they and they make they make jokes about us Democrats or progressives or someone who make jokes like this, and then they go ahead and do this shit. And it's like, no, you can't. He, he's he's making a very timely joke about the state of our nation right now. Fuck you, Huckabee.
0: It's kind of like how the people you suck. But you suck at playing bass. <laughs> <laughs> Tell him, Jo. Um, it's kind of like how the people. Eddie Lee are- was so
1: much better
0: it's kind of like the people who are the most jealous and most possessive are the most likely to go out and cheat. Right. Like, yes, uh, because there's like the guilty conscience factor. So you're going to project your own actions onto somebody else. Right. And I feel like that's a lot of the Republican thing with the, with the voter fraud, because, They have spent so much time in courtrooms across the country. You've seen it this week in Wisconsin and Pennsylvania, in all these states. It's disgusting. What they're trying to do is make sure that some people don't get to vote, right? And it's because they're projecting what they would do onto other people. And you saw that the last time. There was only one major case of voter fraud in the 2018 election, and it was some motherfucker in North Carolina from the Republican Party that, basically engaged in voter fraud on a wide basis and actually had to back out of the election. He got in trouble for that. So that was the well, only real uh, instance of mail fraud in that election was in the Republican party in North Carolina, aside from like a few, you know, random Trump supporters in like Texas and Iowa that got busted for trying to vote more than once, you know, which, okay, okay. shit happens or whatever. But the only large scale shit was in North Carolina and it was the Republican party. They, they, they tell on themselves, basically when they go out and make such a big deal out of voter fraud or whatever, like it's some big deal that we need to be as scared of. Because what they think is that, that, Oh, the unreal Americans are going to dilute our vote. And so that's why we can't let these people vote because we're the real Americans and we can't let the, the fake Americans or whatever that are, I don't don't even fucking know, but
1: I, I I know exactly where you're going for it. Yeah. 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 No, it's bullshit.
0: (laughs) That's what happens when the, when the whiskey comes out, man, it is, uh, it's almost election day, believe it or not. And, can we just pause for a second and say, thank God for this. Like I want this to be over. And I know that shit may get really fucked up after this. I know that shit may not be golden, but I just don't want this anymore. I'm so ready for it to be over. I can't make COVID go away, but thank God this fucking election's about to go away. I think.
2: Not for a few more weeks.
0: Yeah, I think you're right. That's the
2: the thing. I'm, I'm excited for all the political ads and mailers and all that stuff to stop because at least that'll stop on election day. Yeah. But there's shit's going to be going down and being recounted and, and, you know, protests and protests on either side, no matter who wins. People are going to be protesting and, you know, who knows how severe. I saw an article today talking about businesses are buying uh, plywood to board up come election day because they have no idea what the fuck is going to happen you know that's that's a scary that's a scary thought you know yeah like that's fucked up i get it the dodgers win the world series yeah board up your fucking business but like for a presidential election like really you need to you need to like what country are we in again
0: yeah it's a
2: little frightening
0: so what's next guys what's next let's let's game it out here um is there violence
2: Depends on who wins
0: I think you 're right I, I think you 're right yeah, and honestly, and I, I say this as somebody obviously who is out here on the left, I think it 's more likely if Trump wins, especially if Trump Does wins as wins? a result, yes, I think especially as a result of um, uh-huh. here here okay here 's I think the nightmare scenario right because they 've been setting this up for several months now, right that Notice that when uh, McEnany or Trump or whoever it is that's talking about the election, will they accept the legitimacy? They, they always say something along the lines of um, if, you know, the clear winner on November the 3rd, you know, we will accept the result. What they're saying is that we need to know the result on November 3rd. Now let's back up. Yeah. A so I know there's been a lot of early voting, a lot of Democrats are voting early. A lot of Democrats are voting by mail um, or, or dropping it off at a, a ballot site or whatever. The fact of the matter is most states do not count those ballots until election day. So what's going to happen? Go ahead.
1: I was going to say, like, what about uh, this is a person who's speaking as a former military person who voted from abroad. Those are abs- absentee ballots that are usually counted after. Mm-hmm. So are you saying that votes from military people who fucking serve to protect us, their votes don't matter?
0: Right. Yeah. Uh, and that was one of the big flaws. You you brought up the Florida election in 2000. That was one of the big flaws with Al Gore's argument was they were trying to like exclude all these military ballots. Like Al Gore's legal team made a bunch of mistakes uh, during that process. Oh, yeah. And that was one of them. Uh, also they wanted recounts in like Broward County and uh, you know, Palm Beach and Miami Dade. They wanted him in very specific Democratic leaning counties rather than just saying recount the whole fucking state, which is what they should have done. Right. So Al Gore's yep. team did make some mistakes in that. And so uh that's I'm kind of getting sidetracked there. But 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 you're right, you're one hundred percent right. Those ballots are gonna be counted after election day. Um The question is, and I can fully see this happening next Tuesday, is that more Republicans are probably more likely, because remember, these are the fuckers that can't even be bothered to put on a mask when they go into fucking Trader Joe's, they're going to show up at the polls on Tuesday. Donald Trump will probably win out of the proportion of people that show up and do in-person voting on November 3rd which means that he might lead in some of those early tallies, right? Right. Now, as the absentee votes come in, that may change. But the question is this. So if he's ahead by a certain margin and he just declares victory, what happens? Because let's let's be honest here. The fucking wind-up clanging cymbal monkeys that make up his fucking base, they're going to go along with that. They're going to say that that is 100% the truth, right? So they're going to say, well, Trump said he won, and so he won. And what happens when all those absentee ballots come in over the next few days and change that result and say, no, no, actually, Biden fraud? yeah. So here's where I think the danger lies. Okay. Because a responsible person like there, let's, let's break this down for a second. We've had some really fucked up assholes in our government at times, right? Like mm-hmm. I have no love for Dick Cheney. Dick Cheney was a motherfucking asshole, yeah. but at the same time, Dick Cheney was not going to declare a victory pr- prematurely right? They would let the process go, right? Donald Trump is kind of unique in American history that he doesn't give a fuck about any of the actual norms that we have set up, right? That, okay, we don't do that until it's actually official. We don't declare victory. He'll fucking do it. He doesn't give a shit. He doesn't give a shit about if there's violence in the streets. He would probably welcome it as long as it means that his ass still stays in power. So, so what happens when Trump declares victory and then all of a sudden, all those votes coming in change that tally, and Trump's busy appealing to the Supreme Court to say, we need to shut down the counts of all these absentee ballots because there was massive fraud. We know it was rigged, right? So they're going to shut that down. They're going to be appealing to the Supreme Court. And that means that the balance is going to, basically, the balance of the election is going to hang on people like Brett Kavanaugh and Amy fucking Handmaid's Tale.
1: Yep. But when
2: it's a very okay. realistic possibility, man.
1: So it's a super realistic possibility, but are we, do you feel that it actually, that those people are so in his pocket that they will do that even though people are voting? Do you think they care more about winning than they do about actual people's votes. Now, I kind of agree with you. I think they don't give a shit. I
2: think what I think what they're I think what they're most fearful of is upsetting Trump on the off chance that he does get reelected. I think that's what Trump's run on these last 4 years in all all aspects of his administration. If you're not with me, you're getting Fuck you! You're fired. So people walk on eggshells and will do damn near anything, whether they agree with it morally or any, anything. They don't. Care. It's not that they don't care. It's they they don't want to lose their job. They don't want to lose their standing. They've worked their whole lives for something and they can't give it up. Yeah. So the, Trump's got them by the balls, man. So they're they have to pretty much have to do that if they want. Do to you know
1: who he can't fire. He can't fire yeah. the Supreme Court. I'm I mean, sure I know, I know. That's really like that is that is a fucking thin ass, you know, justification. But he can't fire them.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, look. Okay. So, so I think we understand. What if they end
1: up having like a, a conscience?
0: I think it's pretty well understood that some of them are just partisans and robes. Like, you know, what Clarence Thomas is going to say, you know, what Alito is going to say, uh, fuck it. You know what Kavanaugh is going to say? Let's, let's like, look at the history here. Brett Kavanaugh was part yeah. of the GOP. Um, like they were part, he was part of that Florida. Uh, he worked on that case back in 2000. Right. Yep. He has already this week basically set out a pretext, falsely, by the way, um, talking about like, you know, when they can cut off ballots or whatever. That just came out in a case in Wisconsin. It was a shoddy piece of legal reasoning. Kavanaugh totally got called out by Vermont, by who said, yeah, the thing that you said that we did isn't fucking true.
1: Also, why is the Supreme Court giving giving like advice like that in a fucking election week? Shut right. the fuck up. Aren't you supposed to sit there and just fucking wait until you're asked about something. And then we ask you to, to, to judge or rule on something.
0: Yeah. So basically they have these yeah. widely contradictory rulings, whether it's Minnesota or whether it's Wisconsin or whether it's uh, Pennsylvania, they're having all these randomly like weird rulings, which is going to leave them the opening to come in and make that ruling afterward. And Brett Kavanaugh's, like I said, it was founded on bullshit, which to be fair to Brett Kavanaugh. Okay. Let's be fair. We all went to college. Who among us hasn't phoned in a paper the night after a beer bender?
2: Did it last year during the pandemic been there <laughs> I won't even tell you about my uh final paper that I turned in after being awake for thirty two hours. Your scenario there is uh unbelievably like like I said, I said earlier, I'm anxious and nervous as far as what they're gonna pull that like almost almost word for word is like pretty much what I had thought because of how they've been framing it for the last few months as far as knowing the republicans are going to show up in force on election day in person it makes sense like them taking it down that avenue dude
0: that to me i think is the nightmare scenario where if you have what on the face of it appears to be a clear biden victory that gets shut down by the supreme court That's where I think the potential for violence actually does come in and it's going to be, I don't believe that it'll be violent in and of itself, but, but here, I don't even like, I shouldn't even say this. I don't want to think about it this way, but here's how I think violence could happen. Right? So what's going to happen when the Supreme court shuts down the counting of absentee ballots, which is how many people are going to vote during the pandemic, which is how some States conduct, their elections entirely in a lot of other countries. That's how they conduct their elections entirely. I I have a friend of mine in the Netherlands that was describing to me in the Netherlands, it's the same as it is in Oregon where they mail you a ballot, you fill it out and then you return it. It's that easy, right? That's how they do all their elections there, right? It's It's not a big deal. And they watch on TV, they see these places like in Milwaukee and Atlanta where they have these massive lines where people have to wait eight, nine, 10 hours in line just to cast a ballot. And they say, what the fuck is going on in America? Like what the fuck is wrong with them? Right. So chumps. yeah, I mean, it, it kind of is, and we are in a lot of ways, chumps and suckers, let's be fair, but that's another story for another day. Right. Um, Correct. To me, the nightmare scenario is okay. So most people are going to, con- they're going to vote that way because of COVID. And so they're going to vote absentee and they're going to see their vote taken away by a Supreme Court where they just rushed somebody through eight days ago to be there, to be that backstop, to uh, perpetuate Trump's power, right? To keep him in office, that that's what she was put there for. And if that happens, you will see millions of Americans, I believe, take to the streets, right? Yes. I don't believe that that in and of itself will be violent. But what I do believe Is that it will create a target for militias, boogaloo boys, proud boys, uh, three percenters, oath keepers, all those motherfuckers. That's going to be an irresistible target. Right. And so what's going to happen when one of those fuckers shows up with an AR and just starts mowing motherfuckers down. And all of a sudden now you have political violence because there are some on the right that really want that. They believe that, they are more armed and would win a civil war. And they fucking want that because that way they could finally eliminate all the shit that they don't like about the American constitution. Ooh, that's, that's, the nightmare a lot to unpack. that's the nightmare scenario to me. Cause I don't know oh, where, I, I don't know where that yeah. goes. Then that's a fucking death spiral and I don't know where the fuck it goes. I, I can't say, I can't believe I'm fucking saying this out loud. Like think about this. This is, you know what? We're going to have an extra long episode tonight. Fuck it. What the hell? (laughs) I I was going to hold this for another episode, but I'm actually going to read. Is this okay? Do we have time to do this, guys? I got time. (laughs) Earl's checking the (laughs) clock. Okay. I want to read this. This is actually – this is Elizabeth Rubin. Uh, It's from The Intercept, all right, which, by the way, read The Intercept if you aren't. It's it's quality reporting, but Mm – um, Elizabeth Rubin. Anyway, the article was survival and denial. Um, this is from a few days ago anyway. So Elizabeth Rubin lived in uh, Bosnia when the Bosnian war was happening in the nineties. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, so anyway, this article kind of talks about the, you know, I, I'm just going to read some excerpts from it. It's kind of like how shit goes bad when you never thought it would. Right. Anyway, she writes, Earlier this summer, as I walked past the hum of morgue trucks parked outside our neighborhood hospital, I remembered my frequent pilgrimages to the morgue in Sarajevo as people searched for missing family during the war more than a quarter century ago. I can't believe it's that long ago. Watching what's happening around the country, images from the Bosnian War and from years of my past living among other people's civil wars have crept into my daily and sleepless life. What were the precipitating incidents? What were the signs? When did rage and fear turn to violence? How did the fear defeat hope? Was there some measure that could be codified? I don't think we're there yet. In fact, I can't believe we'll ever be there, but neither did they. And she goes on to say, I lived in Sarajevo during the war above the Catholic church in the old town called Baraskarja, Grand Bazaar in Turkish. I lived with Vera, her husband Drago. Vera was a poet and a newspaper editor in her 50s. She was convinced that war would never come to Bosnia. Even in 1991, the year before the war began, with the Yugoslav army shelling towns on Croatia's Dalmatian coast, with the Yugoslav army besieging the eastern Croatian town of Yukovar, Sarajevans did not believe that war would come to their beautiful city nestled in the mountains. War in Bosnia? No way, said Vera. It was too mixed up. It was too integrated. Muslims, Orthodox, Catholics, Jews, all living together and intermarried. Vera was Croate. Her former husband was half Croat and half Jewish. Drago, a retired economist and bank director, was Serbian. Upstairs in Vera's apartment building lived a Jewish Croatian Bosnian and his Muslim Bosnian wife and their mixed son. The whole building was like that. Drago always expected the worst, and so on. In early nineteen excuse me, and so in early nineteen ninety two, with war raging just across the border from Bosnia, Drago drove up north to his family farm where he'd once been mayor. Already the Bosnian Serbs had declared autonomous zones and were preparing for an independent state. Drago heard that Ratko Mladic, the charismatic Bosnian Serb military commander who had become notorious for leading the massacre of 8,000 men and boys in Srebrenica, was recruiting men for his separatist army. Drago urged the reservists to know, Drago urged the reservists he knew to resist Mladic and stay home until a friend warned him to be quiet and leave lest he get thrown in prison or killed. On his way home, he saw irregular soldiers with beards and long hair wearing patches with cross swords, a skull, an eagle. The Chetniks were back, reincarnations of the old nationalist guerrillas who'd formed an alliance with the Nazis in World War II to advance their dream of a greater Serbia. Radovan Karadzic, the Bosnian Serb political leader, was a great admirer of the Chetniks. In their honor, he vowed that Muslims of Bosnia would burn in hell if Bosnia declared independence. Lately, I've drifted into Drago's camp, the images of bulging bearded men with their ammunition bibs, wielding automatic rifles and a medley of white power symbols, swastikas, Confederate flags, nooses, patches of an arrow through a skull in the words death and victory, just like a cabal of Chetniks. They mobilize like the wind thanks to their chat frats. They message, any patriots willing to take up arms and defend our city? Kenosha, Minnesota, they threatened to lynch and behead the governor of Michigan. In April, April of 92, sarajevo still believed peace was possible because they wanted peace, because they felt peace. They couldn't conceive that anyone would want war. Hundreds began marching in Dauberneja, the suburb created for the 1984 Winter Olympics. Hundreds turned to thousands and tens of thousands shouting, We can live together! They brandished photographs of the late Joseph Tito, nostalgic for his autocratic rule when everyone was a Yugoslav. They waved signs for sex, drugs, and rock and roll. This was Sarajevo, fun town, comedians, musicians, cafe hipsters. War was for those rural hillbillies. The protest carried on into the next day, some 100,000 Sarajevans calling for peace. Then the shots rang out again. Bullets hit dozens of protesters. Fourteen were killed. The police figured out that Serbian snipers were firing on the protesters from the top of the Holiday Inn. The same hotel would wind up housing the international media for three and a half years of the siege. The siege of Sarajevo, the longest in modern Europe's history, was brutal and twisted and yet so intimate. Its very intimacy made it so unthinkable that friends and neighbors could turn on each other. How could they? How could we? One Bosnian Croat writer and boxer I knew who stayed to defend the city told me that his best friend was on the other side with the Bosnian Serb army. During the day, they shot at each other. At night, they talked on the phone and wept. As hard as you try to hold on to your identity as a mother, a doctor, an actor, a journalist, a policeman, that's not how others identified you. With a flip of a linguistic switch, you were reduced to a Serb, a Croat, a Muslim, a Jew. What flips civil strife into civil war? A well-planned agenda, charismatic leaders and fear. And perhaps one last ingredient that pulls together all three, the whittling down of history and all of its complexities into a narrative of collective destiny. Ours against theirs, us against them. That's where I fear we're heading. It's fucking depressing to think about Like to, to think about the fact, I mean, your friends, your neighbors, people that you've known for decades, uh, people that aren't bad people, even, you know, like I know people like I have always like, you know, to open up a little bit here, I was raised uh, like I grew up considering myself a conservative, right? I was raised in a Republican family, you know, by the time I was around 18, I'd already started to move left at that point. But, um, but most of my family is still Republican. Most of them also, thankfully not voting for Trump, but, um, you know, some are, and it's hard to say. I mean, it's tough, you know, like I've always prided myself on my ability to sit down with somebody that I disagreed with and we could even yell at each other, but over a couple of beers and we still hug and, and, and leave at the end, but it's getting fucking harder and harder to pull off. Um, just where we are right now. And that's what I fear that we get to this point where you can no longer have an honest disagreement with somebody because that Gulf is just so vast.
1: It's getting larger and larger. You're right.
0: It's tough. I I, I don't know where we go from here. We've never, this is not something that we've experienced in modern American history, but it's incredibly Worrisome in a country where we have as many guns as people.
1: Yeah. I'm not too worried about it here in Southern Oregon. I mean, yes, it is more predominantly Republican. And yes, there are people who run around, you know, with guns. They don't brandish them like they do in Wisconsin or Pennsylvania or, you know, Michigan, where we see. You know, Michiganders showing up at the at the steps of the Capitol, like requesting entrance into the Senate floor with guns and Punisher patches on their chest. Like that's fucking scary, man. Like I know I'm a person who loved yeah. comic books as a kid, and I loved watching and reading like the punisher like yeah he's a badass man he's fucking standing up for all of our rights he's been warped and twisted into something different nowadays and it's not who we all thought he was when he was trying to just right a wrong now it's like i don't care if i'm writing a wrong i'm just writing the things that i want to be right and i'm gonna fucking do it no matter what and that's fucking scary like it's scary as shit, man. I I just want it to be over. Yeah. I know we joke and we make fun puns and we talk about you know CNN consultants that jerk off and we we make jokes, <laughs> but we are we are all like us three that are here tonight and in RAV us three that are here tonight, we're all fathers. We all have kids. We have daughters. We have sons. And it's fucking scary that a, an election is causing this much anxiety for me and how I feel about the world around me. Not the world, just my fucking country. I never, never would have thought America would be that way. And look where we are now. Yeah. Like, I'm not one of those. I I served in the military. I know how to use a gun. I've shot firearms. I've shot assault rifles. I've shot a fully automatic M16. I am proficient in it. I am a good fucking shot. I learned how to shoot also when I was in the Boy Scouts. Like, I got all the fucking merit badges for it. I don't know what a gun. Yeah. I don't own a firearm, yeah. but in the last six to nine months, I have wanted to get a firearm for the only purpose of protecting my wife and two daughters. Because yeah. I don't know what the fuck other people out there are going to think when they find out I voted for Biden. Mm-hmm. And I know that seems like such uh, like no one's gonna no one's gonna come after you. Those motherfuckers tried to go after a governor that wanted to just w- have them wear masks and protect everyone around them. If you don't think they're going to fucking come after you, you're not paying attention.
2: Yeah. We've, we've talked about it. I mean, it was it was like right after Trump first got elected. There was, I, I think it, we talked about up in Portland, all sorts of, uh, of, of hate crimes started happening. It's like, it, it, as soon as Trump was elected, it I feel as though it, it gave people the sense of entitlement because Trump yep. says whatever the fuck's on his mind. So I have the right to say whatever the fuck's on my And I feel like that's where it started because... With maybe five, six years ago, we could have vast disagreements with somebody that believes completely different. And like you were saying before, Baba, like you could have an argument, you could scream and yell, and you know, be passionate about your beliefs. Even you if could that still person walk away disagrees, and- but at the end of it, it's like, all right, cool, good talk. You know, till we meet again, mm-hmm. and as we're far all as at the end yeah yeah as far as politically, yeah okay, I voted for a Democrat. oh, he lost shit all right, well, there's next election. we got another chance next election. maybe we'll put up somebody better this next time. That was like I feel as though that w- is what the mentality or oh two more years we can take take the Senate. oh two more years we could take the house like yep it was it was a it was a game that didn't have such extreme costs and somehow in the last four years it's it's become you're with me or you're against me and i'm willing to 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 go to extremes because you're against me like i don't that's that's one of the you know a laundry list in my opinion of why we need to get rid of trump but that's just one more notch, one more check mark on that list because he's, I feel like his, his rhetoric and his actions give, it's like pouring gas on a fire, man. That's all that's happening. That's like, that's, I think what's mobilized a lot of people this year. And that's why we're having such huge early turnouts is because people yeah. like the yeah. average person, the majority of Americans are sick of it. Yeah. We want to go back to that. I, I, I love, I used to love having political conversations with people. I don't talk. Sh- I don't, unless it's like with you guys or, you know, somebody that I know, love and trust. And it's I know tough now head, I, I don't talk politics. It yeah. is. Can't. Yeah. It's too dangerous of a, of a situation nowadays because you don't know how crazy, like people are getting more and more crazy.
1: Look at this. I mean, look at what we're doing. We are all doing a podcast, but we are doing a podcast and using fake names. Yeah. So people don't know who we really are because yeah. we, if we were to come on here and speak our mind, we are just normal nine to five people work jobs, have families, have a mortgage. And we don't want our little niche in life affected by the fact that we have different views than other people.
0: It's true. It's 100% true. You know, I I don't want to lose my job or whatever because somebody complained and tried to cancel me or because, you know, I offended somebody or I don't want somebody trying to like dox me or whatever because I said something that pissed them off. So... Um, yeah, Yeah. that's, that's where we're at now. That's, you know, this is America at this point in time. I just want this shit to be over with. It's just, it's so depressing at this point in time to be an American. It's like being strapped into the backseat while daddy is behind the wheel driving drunk and just swerving all over the place. And we're just terrified in the back seat with nothing that we can fucking do about it.
2: I don't know about you, but I got some U S blues going right
0: now. <laughs> yeah. So moving on, I want to go to, uh, you know, before we go here, I want to talk real quick. Um, I want to talk to the left and I mean, the like socialist upset that Bernie lost left. And when I say Bernie lost, I should say that in quotation marks, because let's be honest, like the DNC organized everybody rolling over and playing dead so that we could clear the path for Joe Biden. who Let's not fucking forget, came in fourth in the Iowa caucuses and fifth in the New Hampshire primary. And somehow, magically, he's the goddamn nominee now, right?
1: Just wait till till South Carolina. Wait till South Carolina. You'll see.
0: And, you know, the, okay, Bernie demolished the Nevada caucuses, Nevada. Nevada? Yeah. Nevada. I just think Nevada. Yeah. Nevada. Blew out the California primary, the most populous state in the country. And then COVID hit. And all of a sudden it was like, no, no, no. Buttigieg is out. Klobuchar is out. We're going to all roll over and play dead at the same time and clear the path so that Biden can, you know, stagger into the end zone. Right. Okay, fine. So I've been seeing a lot of this on left Twitter. And I know that there is a significant portion of the socialist left that does not want to vote for Biden, that wants to Ugh. vote third party, that wants to vote green. That they're going to vote for Howie Hawkins or not vote. And you know what? Okay, fine. Don't. I can't change your mind, I guess, but I'm going to lay out my case. This is the leftist case for Joe Biden. Okay. And don't get me wrong Joe Biden has a very long history of being kind of a shitty politician. All right. He was the senator from Delaware, which let's be honest about what Delaware is. Delaware is basically the United States version of the Cayman Islands. That's where you incorporate. That's where banks are. That's where credit card companies are because their corporate law is so friendly to corporations. Right. So that's why you incorporate in Delaware. Also, because it's fucking Delaware. Like, I mean, what the fuck else are you going to do? Right. Hi. I'm in Delaware. Speaking, uh,
2: I've spent quite a bit of time in Delaware, actually, uh, all of my training. Right. I, you
1: yeah. know what? I it's was bad. in Dover for 6 months over at Dover Air Force Base. So,
0: I know it's it's gorgeous there. I'm not anti-Delaware by any means, but let's put it this way, Delaware is a small state. Their economic niche is to basically ah. be the tax haven, the the corporate friendly zone for Equifax and, you know, Visa or whatever, like all those banks they incorporate in Delaware cuz they get favorable treatment there. Okay, fine. Joe Biden spent, what, three, four decades in the Senate being the senator from Delaware, which means that you are expected to be moderately socially liberal and at the same time bring home economic goodies for the people that that bankroll your campaign, right? So that means that he wrote the bankruptcy bill and he wrote the crime bill and he did a lot of shit that you could look at and say, you know what? Fuck this guy for doing that, okay? Like for me, all right? Like I grew up going to shows. Like I went to a lot of raves in Southern California in the nineties, Joe Biden authored the fucking rave act that, that shut down a lot of that shit back in the day. Okay. I was pissed. I fucking hated Joe Biden. Joe Biden was my least favorite politician. Okay. Because he did that because it pissed, pissed off 19 year old Babo. Right.
1: <laughs>
0: but guess what? I'm going to vote for his ass anyway. And you know why I'm going to do that? because it's the only fucking realistic option. And I say that not as somebody who is unsympathetic to voting third party. The first presidential election that I was eligible to vote in was in 2000. I voted for Ralph Nader. I voted third party in 2000. And I made some of the arguments that a lot of these people are making now. I said, you know, well, you know what, fuck it. I don't like Gore, I don't like Bush. They're flip sides of the same corporate coin, fuck them. Um, I'm going to vote third party because I want the green party to get 5% in this election. So they'll get federal matching funds. So maybe, maybe we can break this two party duocracy that we have in this country right now. Okay. I did that in 2000. I was also smart enough in 2000 to recognize that I could get away with doing that because I was casting a ballot in California that was going to 100% go for Al Gore. I didn't have to worry about the fact that if I cast that conscientious ballot for Ralph Nader in 2000 that it was going to wind up actually electing George W. Bush.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Okay. Not everybody has that luxury. So in Florida, you brought up 537 votes, right? That was the margin of of victory for George W. Bush in Florida. At least that's what the history books say. Honestly, the truth of the the, matter is we'll never know. We don't know. It was a rounding error. It was a margin of error. And the Republicans, honestly, let's be honest here, had better fucking lawyers. Okay? Yep. So, you want to know how many people voted for Ralph Nader in Florida in 2000?
1: Uh, Fuck, now I'm depressed to even know.
0: 90,000. Margin of error there, 537 votes, 90,000 people voted for Ralph Nader. Okay? Now, a lot of hay has been made of that over the years that Ralph Nader elected George W. Bush. And that's partially true, all right? It's also partially true that Al Gore was a smarmy bitch and he didn't run a fucking good campaign, all right? So let's be honest about that too. So I'm not gonna pin this all on Ralph Nader. But at the same time, the people that did vote for Ralph Nader and did so knowing that they lived in Florida, right? That did kind of at least create the opening for the fuckery that happened afterward. So if you are out there and you're on the left and you want to vote for Howie Hawkins as a green party nominee, because he's going to get 5% magically. I just want to tell you this. Howie Hawkins is a fucking rounding error. Okay. Howie Hawkins is not going to get 5% just as Ralph Nader, who honestly was far more popular and far more publicized in 2000. Earl, you remember this, right? Yeah. He even spoke at, uh, we went to Cypress college back in the day. He even spoke at Cypress college, right? He had that cool, uh, nice. Yeah, it was a uh, Gore and Bush make me want a Ralph. That was the best campaign slogan I've heard, I think. But,
1: God, I remember that. People had shirts for that yeah. up at fucking U of o. That's <laughs> right. Yep, yep, oh. yep,
0: yep. So here's the deal. If you want to vote third party, I know. I've been there. I've done it. And I'm not saying you're wrong. But if you're going to do it, You better fucking realize, number one, Howie Hawkins is not going to get 5% of the vote. He is not even a fraction as popular as Ralph Nader was in 2000. And Ralph Nader, I don't even think, capped 3%, okay? He's not even
1: as popular as fucking Jill Stein.
0: No, not even close, all right? So if you're going to vote for Howie Hawkins and feel good about that, then fine. Okay, pat yourself on the back. But if you do so, you better fucking live in California. You better fucking live in New York. You better live in like Washington state. You better live somewhere where you know that your actions are not giving us four more years of Trump. Help. Although for some of them that's the point because there are accelerationists on the left that want to believe that actually the better way to advance socialist goals is to reelect Donald Trump because reelecting Donald Trump will burn the whole country down and will create the the conditions necessary for the socialist revolution. You're fucking kidding yourselves. All right. And we may lose listeners by saying this because I know there are some people on the left that get fucking pissy about this shit, but let's be honest. I've studied history. That's what I spent a lot of time in college doing. Name me real quick. One fucking fascist regime where good shit happened for the left. I'll wait. You can't do it because it didn't fucking happen. All right. So don't pretend that, okay, I'm taking a principled stand against the author of the fucking bankruptcy bill or whatever. You know what? I don't like Joe Biden that much either, but the fact of the matter is he's our only option. All right. That's all we got because we live in a shitty country with the electoral college and the Senate and all that shit. Like we have fucked up rules. And so the fact of the matter is you have to play by those rules. And if you want to bring the green party to prominence, cool. I'm good with that. I'm here for it. Let's break up the Republican Democrat, you know, We are not going to have a third party in this country until we have a fourth. The fact of the matter is you can't have a third party because what happens is you split one and then you elect somebody from the other party and you get bent about it. And so the next election, you come right back to the fold. It's the vicious cycle. Exactly. Yep. And so here's why I think this time, fingers crossed, let's pretend that we don't have a civil war. We don't want that. That's good, right? Let's pretend that we don't have that. Let's pretend that Biden wins, okay? What's going to happen to the right? The right is going to have some serious soul searching, right? You're going to have all those people that were making the recrimination. Oh, well, Trump was never a conservative anyway, which is bullshit if we're going to be honest. Like, let's see. What did he do any differently than fucking Mitt Romney would have done? He's just a dick about it. He's just a dick about it. That's the only thing. Rudeness, I guess, is the only difference. He's boorish. He's un, unkempt, whatever. He's unbecoming of those of us that write for the National Review or whatever.
1: Romney would do the same thing, but with a fucking smile on his face.
0: Yeah. And would Pence do anything differently? Fuck no. Let's go back to
2: the scenario Biden wins, Trump loses, he starts his national television uh, channel. Right. That can create, that can fraction off the Republican.
1: That fourth party.
2: And okay. opens, up, opens up the Green Party to
0: through protesting. All of those things continue.
1: Or opens the Democratic Socialist Party.
0: Right. And so that's, that's what happens. so if Trump loses this election, Biden wins, right? There's a lot of saying, okay, nothing will change. We'll get nothing. We'll get a bunch of half-assed means-tested neolib solutions, which is probably true. But here's the thing. If you're on the Bernie Sanders left, and you actually want to make change, like in that direction, at least you have a seat at that table, right? You have yep. a, shut- right now you have nothing. You are shut completely out, right? Okay, so Joe Biden, not a perfect vessel, but let's just hope that he's just old and senile enough that he'll go full Bullworth and just say, fuck it, Medicare for all, who knows, right? Oh, I hope so. But what happens if Trump wins? If Trump wins, he's just validated everything he's done for the last four years. If Trump wins, he proves that this is the way to elect conservatives in this country. This will be, the takeover of the Republican Party will be 100% complete at this point. There's no coming back from it. Right. If Trump loses, then all of a sudden you can have somebody like Mitt Romney or Marco Rubio or all those people pretend that they were never down with him or whatever and try and move back into some, you know, quote unquote, sensible direction. And yeah, it'll be self-serving. And yes, it'll be bullshit. But the fact of the matter is there'll be that conversation. All right. So maybe, like you said, there's that splinter group, that Trump group, that QAnon group that moves off and tries to like splinter and start their own party and splinter the right. Right. And that means that on the left, you can push Biden in the correct direction. And if he doesn't go there, we can say, fuck you. We now move to, so now we don't have three parties. We have four. And also, well, shit. I mean, if you get 26% of the vote, maybe that's looking a little bit better. So, um, so I think that to me is the leftist case for Joe Biden. I know that there are a lot of people on the left that are, hesitant anyway to punch that ballot for Joe Biden. And I'm not saying that I I get it anyway, I get the reluctance, but the fact of the matter is that's what we have. All right. You don't (laughs) to, to, uh, paraphrase, uh, we remember Donald Rumsfeld, right. To paraphrase Donald Rumsfeld, we don't go into an election with the nominee that we want. We go in with the nominee that we fucking have. And that right now is Joe Biden. All right. So, I don't fucking love it, but the fact of the matter is I live near Los Angeles, right? If I'm trying to get to San Francisco on a train and I miss that train, I don't take the train to San Diego instead. That's not getting me closer to my goal, all right? Joe Biden may only get me as far as fucking Santa Barbara, but Christ almighty, that's still better than going the opposite direction. If you're still thinking about voting for Howie Hawkins... Don't fucking do it. It's a waste of time. And if you're going to do it, you better goddamn be sure that you're doing it in a safe-ass blue state. Because if you're in Michigan or if you're in Pennsylvania or if you're in Florida doing that, just know that you may be ushering in the fucking thousand-year Reich. All right, guys. One last thing before we go. Do we have any uh, endorsements? Oregon, what do we need to vote for?
1: Uh, I went straight down all the ballots, all the the magic all the measures. Yes. I mean, I work in the medical industry. I want to see all of them pass. Okay. Like they're all, they all, they all are going to help. And if you're, if you're against psilocybin and people trying it to make their lives better, fuck you. You're not, you're not needing to do it. It's not being done for, it's not being done for purposes of recreational use. It's being done for people that have fucking like PTSD. So fucking get over yourselves. Let them try different avenues to feel normal.
0: That's right. Psilocybin is on the measure. It's on the ballot in Oregon, right? To legalize mushrooms, yep. right? One,
1: 107.
0: Wow, all right. So yes on 107 if you're in Oregon. Also, if you happen to be in Medford, Oregon, please vote for Clay Berenson for mayor. Uh, Clay is not a Democrat or a Republican. He's an independent voice. That's, that's the type of voice that we need at this point in time. So vote for Clay. If you are a cannabis uh, advocate out there, um, if you happen to be listening in New Jersey or Arizona, recreational cannabis is on the ballot. Make sure that, uh, I think in New Jersey, actually you have to flip the ballot over and it's on the back, Um, but recreational cannabis is on the ballot, so make sure that you vote for that. How about this, guys? Oklahoma and Alabama have medical marijuana on the ballots this year. No shit. And Alabama. That's how far this is.
1: Wow. Yeah. Green
0: tide. Yeah. Green tide. So, uh, you know, I don't think we, I don't know if we have any listeners there, but if you do, please vote for, uh, for medical cannabis out there. Um, If you happen to be in Southern California, look, just don't fucking vote for Michelle Steele. If you happen to be in the 48th, I believe it is. That's the district that spans from like Seal Beach on down to Laguna Beach. Uh, Harley Ruda flipped that seat a couple of years ago from, uh, I don't know if you remember Dana Rohrabacher, Putin's favorite congressman. I
1: remember
0: congressman. that name. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, he lost in the, uh, the blue wave last time. Harley Ruda is the current representative for like the Huntington beach area, which Huntington beach, if you're not from this area is kind of turned into like the fucking Florida of Southern California. It's like full of like really? you know, Karens and yeah, it's just, it's it's sad to see you hate to see it anyway, but, uh, but anyway, yeah, it's, it's always been a more conservative area just cause I mean, it's people that have money basically. So, um, but, uh, it went blue for the first time in like decades last time around, please, please, please do not vote for Michelle Steele. She is an absolute dog shit human being. Um, she's an anti-masker. Uh, she no joke, no joke. Uh, pulled her daughter. Her daughter came home from college and was like, well, I think maybe gay people are okay. She literally made her daughter drop out of college and go to a private Christian school instead. She's a horrible fucking politician. She's sure. corrupt as fuck. Do not vote for Michelle Steele. That's about it as far as the uh, recommendations go. Um, Ready for this to be over with. Yeah, me too.
1: Hey, Amen. I'm backing Earl up on that.
0: Well, guys, uh, let's hope that uh whatever happens happens and that the uh the blue wave washes over uh, any hot takes before we leave here? I
1: got my two hot takes i think uh, I think Florida and possibly Texas go blue. Oh,
0: all right, that would be significant
1: and I, I other hot take is I think the Democrats are going to take back the u s Senate.
0: All right, I like your version of events. <laughs>
1: I know. Me too.
2: Wishful thinking. Let's hope.
0: All right. Well, uh, like I said, uh, this is the last shot we got before the election. Um, hopefully, by the next time that you hear us, there's some clarity. I don't know how optimistic I am about that, but uh, but hopefully, we at least uh, have an idea where we're heading. Uh, until next time, guys, just keep on waving that flag. Waving that flag.
2: Thousand year right.